Hey, I'm Lauren. I'm Steph. And this is Design Beat. Hey guys, Lauren here with another episode of Design Beat, where we share the stories of creative women who dance to the beat of their own drum. We hope you come away uplifted, inspired, and encouraged to go for it. Today we're talking with Lisa Glantz, who is a really amazing illustrator from South Africa. She sells graphics, she teaches online courses, she's got the most amazing accent. If I had to describe this interview in one word, it would be cozy. Lisa is so encouraging and it just left me feeling all warm and fuzzy. We talk about her transition from her graphic design business to illustrating full-time, the frustration of not being able to create what's in your head, how it's never too late to start, always being a student, being true to yourself and your style, and she even gives us a peek into her illustration process. Oh, I love this interview so much. You guys are going to love it. Let's get into it. So, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on and Pleasure. talking to us today. Lovely we're to so be excited. here. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited to talk to you and kind of get to know you and mm. what, you're, you know, what you've done in design and illustration and all that fun stuff. And so, yeah, thank you, thank you. Pleasure. Um, so, when we get started, we kind of like to, you know, ease into the interview a little bit with a little bit of, like, fast questions. Oh, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is your favorite work snack? Oh, that's easy. Biscuits. Um, I think you guys <laughs> call them cookies. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so biscuits, easy. Chocolate biscuits, you can win me over with that any day. <laughs> mm. That is awesome. Um, okay, so what is your favorite pump-up jam or pump-up song that you listen to? Mm, um, got to be honest, I don't really have one, but I'm old school, so she's probably going to laugh now, but it's anything from no. disco to Michael Jackson. Yes. To... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but disco is my favorite, yeah. my favorite, favorite, yeah. I love disco. <laughs> Yeah, I know my kids make fun of me because I have I, I'm i not considered that old school because I have like disco records oh wow the, the 60s and 70s that's I amazing my, my grandparents and so I'll like put those yeah. on I think they're the coolest ever my absolutely like, mom what is this <laughs> come on it's cool my dad was a DJ in the 70s oh wow so that's what I was raised on disco and Motown oh and... favorite yeah <laughs> that's like just my music i was raised on yeah it's my favorite not old school not loud no <laughs> very awesome very cool what is your favorite creative tool at the moment because it, it does change at the moment i'd say procreate and my apple pencil okay yeah <laughs> is yeah. that usually how you illustrate in procreate um again at the moment currently um mm -hmm. but i go through phases where i love my pencil and paper a lot um and then i get kind of like drawn back to procreate because it's so much easier you know the whole um yeah. scanning thing and everything that can be a real pain so you know mm -hmm. procreate obviously bypasses all of that so yeah at the moment procreate. yeah <laughs> you don't have to clean up after yourself there's that <laughs> you can make a lot of mistakes easily oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, i 
I was always that kid who had like notebooks with me everywhere. Like I had to have a notebook. Oh, that's a good habit. I had something to sketch with. Super good habit. Yeah. And I just, I felt almost naked if I didn't have like, mm. something to draw on. Um, and so when I got Procreate, I think it was like two years ago that I got it. I felt so powerful. I was like, I have all the drawing utensils. Absolutely. All yeah. the paper I want. Like, I, I just felt so like this was made for me. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's a good point because um, I struggle. I have like, I don't know if you guys are the same. I literally have drawers and drawers and drawers and drawers of old drawings. I mean, I, what do you yeah. do with them? You know, I where, can't throw them away. Exactly. And you shouldn't really because sometimes it's good to go back, especially when you have a little bit of, you know, when you're stuck creatively, it's good to go back to your old work because it kind of like kickstarts you again. Um, so with yeah. Procreate, you don't have to do – there's no filing. I mean, obviously there's digital filing. Um, sure. But, yeah, you're not wasting space, you know. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. quite cool. And you don't have to be precious with it either. That too. Like, we talk about that with Lauren, like – um, and other podcast guests. Oh yeah, it's, you have to be precious with your work. Almost like it's nice paper or nice something you're using exactly. to make the art with. And yeah, I feel like you have to be precious with it. And you yeah, have to do that with Procreate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I feel that. Mm. Okay, moving on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your favorite place? It's a really open-ended question. Wow. Yeah. Um, I. I I'm always attracted to the beach, especially like quiet spots on the beach. Um, that really helps me kind of just kind of ground myself and clear my head. Um, but yeah, I do love my office, believe it or not. <laughs> that too. Uh, so. That would be my favorite place oh, really? too if I lived yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> In the house. <laughs> oh, That's great. All right. Last question. Also an open-ended question. What is the best thing you ever saw? Wow. <laughs> that is crazy, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my word. Um, it definitely would be something to do with nature for sure. Um, I'm just cool. thinking what, though, because there's just so many amazing <laughs> things that I've seen. Um, yeah. Off the top of my head, I'd say... Um, you know, the fact that I, we have a place up the coast um, and we kind of drive past what we call a game uh, farm here. So it's people who have, you know, um, animals and things like that. And we always have a little trick, Cliff and I, who's my partner, always say it feels like giraffe weather today um, because they have giraffes mm. there as well. So you can, if you're lucky, you can actually see them from the road. Um, so yeah, we always kind of have this bet, are we going to see giraffes today? And yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome that you can just drive past and see, you know, giraffes on our way up to our spot. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's so cool. Mm. That, that would be really cool. Mm. I would love that. You know, I was just thinking about like two, all the cool stuff I've seen in nature and I was like, oh, I wonder like what other people think is like the coolest thing they've ever seen. Yeah. That's a great question. Gosh. Yeah, What's your cool. stuff? Um, the, um, Glencoe in uh, Scotland, mm. Sky area. It was pretty cool. Nice. What about you, Lauren? All I can think of is sunsets. <laughs> sunsets. <laughs> I yeah. never, it's so funny. Every time there's a beautiful sunset, I'm like, it blows my it's mind. It's true. I don't think I could ever get used to no. a beautiful pink, vibrant sunset. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, flowers. Don't you think flowers are like the most yes, amazing flowers. miracles of nature? It's like incredible. If you really like study them, they are quite something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very intricate in mm. what they grow. They yeah. Just grow. Yeah. They just do their thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Thank you for answering those really fast questions. <laughs> they weren't too hard. No, no, no. Not too hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, on the podcast, we kind of start with, you know, what was your journey? What, how did you start, you know, doing what you do? What do you do? How did you start doing it? Okay, so currently I make a living pretty much, I'd say 90% of my living is made selling uh, digital resources. Um, it's kind of like shifted more towards supplying or creating digital um, resources for other artists so like procreate brushes and textures and things like that but it started out as selling illustrations Um, but yeah I used to be a graphic designer for many 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 years Um, gosh maybe 15 years or more and um, it was only really in my 40s that I decided to um, make a shift to make that jump to becoming an illustrator um, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I had no clue. I didn't even know if I was going to be successful. Um, completely self-taught. Um, but like most people who are creative, you know, you kind of like been drawing your whole life and dabbling here and there, but, you know, nothing too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I decided to give the whole um, digital resources a go. And basically within a year, so I still had my own business, my graphic design business, um, on, you know, kind of during the day and then at night and over weekends, um, for about a year, I would literally just work like a crazy person on this new business. And yeah, within that year, by the end of that year, should I say, I was earning more doing that than I was, you know, graphic design. So I decided to kind of quit my clients fire my clients it was wonderful (laughs) I'm sure everybody could say they want to fire their clients Um, yeah so um, yeah so I decided to kind of quit that um, 100% and do the illustration thing full-time and I haven't looked back it's the best thing I've ever done Um, yeah so a, a lot of people think like it's too late to start something I mean I'm a walking example I only started this in my 40s which is you know recently so um yeah you yeah. can change anytime <laughs> I think yeah um, so what sort of illustrations were you doing and selling so um which I still actually do every now and then um I have I'd say in the last year and a half I haven't really focused too much on selling illustrations but um I still sell them in my shop and it's you know it's things like cute um I'm I'm quite uh, into animal drawing so it's a lot of cute animals and um things that people could use for their own Etsy stores where they can make their own prints um you know if, if they're following licenses and that kind of thing so basically licensing out my um my illustrations for other people to create work that they sell um, okay. Yeah, and then I also do a little bit of um, fabric licensing to fabric manufacturers. So that's that's my other part of my income. Um, but essentially, my main income is my online shop. Yeah. Very <laughs> really, cool. Really cool. Mm. So when you started selling digital products, was that always the goal, or um, was it like a thought process? Like, oh, I'm doing this illustration. I bet I could, you know. Yeah, it's. Um, 
it actually wasn't initially the goal because I didn't have a clue what I was doing and I had no idea that this was a career, like you could make a living doing this. So, um, yeah, it was more a case of just me answering that kind of need that I had inside of, should I, I mean, I, my, you know, I'm getting on, um, I don't want to be 60 and then regretting the fact that I never tried illustrating, you know, for a living. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I just wanted to see, can I actually you know, should I give this a go? And so it was more case of me um, finding a creative outlet for my illustration work. And I was just amazed with, as I said, within that year, how it grew and what it ended up being. And it kind of evolved on its own. But obviously, as it evolved, I pushed it in the direction where I saw, um, you know, that's successful. So let's concentrate on that. And if I wanted that particular angle of my business or brand to get stronger then I would focus more on that so um, although it was organic um, I was still aware of kind of basic business strategies um, you know obviously marketing and all that kind of stuff Um, but not too seriously because I'm not very good at that but I know it's necessary (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I know you know you got to do it so but yeah it wasn't really that thought out but I would say now um, obviously I'm a bit more um, how do I say, not careful with my decision-making. I just, I, I'm more thoughtful in terms of where I want to go, um, you know, in the next year, for example, what I want to push forward. Where do you want to see yourself in the next year or two? Like, where, How do you want to push yourself in your art? And yeah, well, I'd, I'd really like to get into teaching a bit more. Um, but the more I try and focus on that, the more I get excited about creating the next product. So um, <laughs> yeah. it's really difficult to kind of straddle both worlds properly because um, I think that's where people make the mistake. They try and do too many things and then each one suffers because you can't really focus on it. So I'm fully aware that it, you know if you want to make your digital products successful you need to really focus on it so it's not something you can just dabble in um so yeah that that's not really answering your question because I don't really know myself but I I can tell you that I do want to grow my teaching side of my business um, but at the same time I do also want to focus um uh, more on helping other illustrators through creating products that I think will help them um, which is, I think I'm going in that direction already. So it's just basically more of the same. Um, yeah, I think when I'm old and gray, I might, I don't know, I might do children's books, but, uh, until then, no. <laughs> yeah. That's always like the pinnacle, right? It's like, a, you know, someday I would like to do a children's book. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's on a, yes, a lot of illustrators. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. It's on mine. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's, um, it's a probably a romantic idea that and the reason why I've put it at the end of my list of things I want to do is because I know it doesn't pay well um so it would be more a case of it's it's a nice project to do rather than make a living out of it I think you've got to really be pushing out um books like maybe six seven books a year to really make a living which yeah that's a lot it sounds exhausting doesn't it yeah (laughs) each each book too it takes it's like a whole process oh completely yeah it it could take a year or two from the time you you know create the books and Mm. publishers you have book offers and then you kind of go from there Mm. but 
yeah, it can take a couple of years mm. just to do one book. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not it's sure if the return is worth all that effort, but yeah, it's got to be something you love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so do you have courses? And um, so I do have a couple of Skillshare classes currently, and I've also just started my Teachable platform, which are the same um, classes that I offer on Skillshare. Um, I just basically have that on Teachable as well, because I know a lot of people are not always keen to sign up for Skillshare. Um, so I just make that available there as well. So yeah, I think it's four. I've got four going, something like that. Yeah, that is really cool. In Skillshare, do you make a good portion of your income and your living from doing your classes on Skillshare? Or is it more of a way to get your name out there? To yeah, um, yeah, Skillshare, I don't know if you know how it actually works. They pay the, the creators for minutes watched. So yeah, oh, so basically I they take the that. pool of the subscri- you know, subscription money that they get. And then mm-hmm. um, say, Lauren, you have a class and I don't know if, 50% of the minutes were watched on your class and Steph, you 38% and I was 10% and then that's how they split the, the income. Um, so it can mm, be good. Yeah, so it can be good if you have a huge following and you're producing classes all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Then you, I can imagine that you could probably make quite a decent living just on that. Um, but but if it's not really your entire focus, then it's it's a subsidiary. It's like it's like an additional um, thing that's kind of you know added to your income. So right. I, th- I think you can. I, I really do think you can make a living doing it properly. But for me, it isn't um, a full living. No, it's more. It's as you said. It's more a case of um, my original idea was honestly just to help um other people because i got so many questions same questions about things so i decided why not just teach the course you know um yeah so yeah everyone there exactly um so that was the original intention but yes as you said steph definitely is a spin-off you you do obviously get your name you know out there but more than for sure yeah that's great we love skillshare Oh yeah, it's wonderful. I, I love Skillshare. When I started, I mean, that's kind of where I direct most of the people um, who reach out to me. Oh yeah. They say, "How can I learn? How can I put work in my portfolio?" And I say, "Well, I mean, head over to Skillshare." There are <laughs> so me, many. You know, there's yeah. so much to learn there, and then you can kind of go from there. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to learn? Yes. What do you like and not like? And yeah, that's just a great way to do it. So, it yeah, is. I, I appreciate Skillshare. Yeah, it's great. So, have you always been creative? Or was it something that... Yes. I've actually strangely been more crafty, if that makes sense. So, like, Mm -hmm. I've tried Mm -hmm. every single craft that probably is on Earth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... I'm not sure why it was like that growing up, but I did. It was a mixture of drawing and... I mean, I did everything from painting to pottery to, I don't know candle making to whatever um so yeah I'm very kind of I don't know I need I need to be doing stuff with my hands um and then in terms of the the actual drawing I guess I don't know why only in my later years that I really focus more on that and have more of a desire to to do that more seriously um but yes always been creative for sure yeah I know mm. you kind of talked about this a little earlier mm. about how you know, you were going into your 40s and you said, you know, I'd really love to do illustration. I don't want to be 60 and regret not having tried it. Yeah. So was there like a specific moment that you kind of sat down or you had that you said, okay, I'm choosing this. This is, I know this is what I wanted. 
It was more a case of um, it's like to answer that in short, yes and no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was more a case of like this build up of I'm sure you guys have all experienced this where you're in this job and it's okay, it's not all that fulfilling and there's like this niggling thing and you just want to like try something else but you're scared because you think it's not going to work and you know you've got no idea what you're going in for and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it was a slow build up from those feelings growing stronger and stronger to a point where eventually it was a case of will you shut up in your head and just do something about it? You know, eventually you can't, you can't stand the sound of your own moaning in your own head. So yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was kind of a mix where I just couldn't take it anymore. So yeah, I made a decision to pursue it. Um, although I made that decision to pursue it, it, it was, you know, then the next phase did take a bit of a while to kind of progress because the first thing I tried was jewelry making, um, mm. yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, my sister and I decided to open an Etsy shop and, um, she was going to do the sewing and I was going to do the jewelry making and it all was fantastic in our heads. And, and then when it came to actually doing it, we realized this is a problem because living in South Africa, the postage is a huge issue. Um, mm. we basically couldn't get it to our international customers. So that fell flat. Um, but in doing this is why I always say to people pursue it anyway because you never know what happens next but in so in doing um the whole Etsy shop thing that's when I saw other people selling clip art right I saw hmm if these people are selling like drawings digital drawings and they seem to be doing well um why don't I try it and and that's actually how I started doing that so yeah, you never know where your journey will take you. So don't just like, oh, that sounds stupid. I don't want to try that. Just give it a go. You never know what doors will open. So, yeah. 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 That's so interesting. So how long were you doing illustration on the side while keeping your graphic design job? I would say um, serious in this, in it for serious. Sorry. Siri's having a moment. Um, <laughs> I would say I, yeah, I would say a solid year. Um, of developing yeah because first I I started an Etsy shop and then the whole world of digital products kind of opened up and then I came across creative market and I thought it was this I don't know unicorn thing (laughs) this wonderland (laughs) Um, and then I was determined I need I need to get in there I need a shop in there and yeah since I got a shop in there I would say from the minute I got a shop in there till me actually finally, you know, closing my design business was probably about 10 months. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty fast. It is quite fast. Um, I think I got lucky because I think I got in when it was still quite a young industry. So yeah. um, I know so many people struggle now, you know, they open shops and just how do you get customers to come to your shop? Because there's just so many thousands of shops. Um, mm-hmm. I think I got lucky because I think I got in quite, you know, it, as I said, the early stages. So, um, you know, there were there, there were a lot of us, but not uh, not nowhere near there is now. So, yeah. Did you feel like you had to take time to develop your skills as an illustrator before you could start selling the graphics? Um yes and no um (laughs) I guess I was naive 
initially because I just <laughs> literally, even though I was truly crap, um, my first products were terrible, absolutely terrible. <laughs> but people bought them. Um, I, I I just think that if you if you overanalyze whether you're ready or not, or are you good enough? You just you'll be paralyzed. You'll never actually do anything. Because let's face yeah. it, we, we always need to improve. Um, you'll never be perfect. So, um, yeah, I, I, I actually, as I said, naively didn't even think of that. I just did it. I just put it up and I just hoped for the best, hoped it would sell. And it did, mm -hmm. miraculously. And, yeah, it was, you know, it was a slow build, obviously, um, at first. And then I think what the game changer for me was um, – I finally figured out my own personal style as an illustrator. I would say that took about, it sounds like it's not that long, but um, it felt long. <laughs> um, I would say that took about a year for me to kind of finally start nailing what is unique to me. And um, the journey getting there was very, very difficult and quite traumatic actually and I'm sure many artists will agree with that um, mm -hmm. but yeah it's, it's, I would say that was the game changer and, and when I really started seeing things uh, turn around for me was when I finally got to see my own style emerge Yeah, that's so cool well, we kind of talk about that um, here a little bit is defining your style and learning about your style Yeah, and um one of the girls on the show, she said, just do, you know, as much as you can. Basically. Yes. You just like make and make and make and make. Yes. And make, um, until you say, oh, there it is. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's is. exactly what happened. It really, really is like that. Um, and I think people get frustrated and I, and I totally get it because all you want to do <laughs> is like, man, I know what I, I just want my stuff to like be the way I want it in my head. It's not coming out, you know. So I get yeah. it. And and I also get the frustration of not quite knowing what your style is yet. And for you, it looks like you're never getting anywhere. But honestly, if you just create as much as you can, preferably every single day, um, I mean, that's what I did. I literally, I took a combination of things because I'm kind of like a little bit mad scientist-ish. <laughs> I, like <try>, I try <laughs> and like break down things and try and understand why they are the way they are. And I, I had some idea of what I was always attracted to or drawn to in terms of a style. And, you know, so I kind of like broke that down. So what is it about that style that you're attracted to? Why do you think you like it? And then I tr would try and develop that on my own and um, mm -hmm. kind of work on that. So instead of me trying, oh, let's just try that, let's try that, let's try that, I... I kind of cut that all out and I think that's probably why the process of me finding my style was a lot quicker because I did cut out all that kind of noise if I can call it that um and I, I literally just focused on you know all those things that that I knew I was attracted to and yeah just every day plug at it go at it you know you just got to keep going at it. and eventually I mean I remember when I when I actually finally nailed it I think uh, I think the whole neighborhood knew. Um, I just I just Aww. I was like, yes, this is it. <laughs> you know. Oh. Was mean, there an act? So there was a moment. There literally was a moment, which is weird, as because I'm sure many artists don't have that. But um, and I don't think it's meant to be like that. But for me, it was. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was literally a moment, and I remember it was a deer. I had drawn a deer. 
Um, and I'd gone through the whole process, you know, my technique that I was developing and the actual workflow of like getting to the end result. And I just went through all those things. And, and when I finally, you know, applied the color and put it on the kind of background and everything, and I just stopped and I went, oh my word, th- this is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that is so cool. So you said that um, you kind of blocked out, you know, all the extra stuff, right? And just focused on what you were interested in. Yeah. So you said you were also self-taught in illustration, basically. Yes. What did your education look like? How did you learn the different things? Or did you just try it out until something made sense? Yeah, so um, I did, um, when I say self-taught, I, def- I did art in school. But art in school doesn't really count, mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> because they kind of, like, <laughs> teach you, like... You know, drawing a—I don't know—I I just remember we had to draw a sunglasses with a whole lot of dots. Um, what, there's a technique for that. Stipple. That's it. Yeah. Stipple. Yeah. Um, and then, like, we had to draw a hand using charcoal. Like, all these things are, yeah, they're great, but they don't really teach you your own kind of voice development. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, I only did that till school, and then um, all the other things in terms of like anatomy and um, you know, drawing animals animated and all that kind of thing those, those things are, are all self-taught because um you know as i said in school they don't teach you but I, I i particularly wanted to learn how to translate these ideas i had in my head you know i had these pictures of um, what if i wanted a mouse and his friend to be baking a cake you know how do I draw that you know it's quite like in my mind it was damn that's so hard like that means the one guy's got to be holding the spoon and the other guy's got to be holding the book or something you know Um, and it's difficult to you know find those uh, gestures if you don't know what you're doing so I I set about buying a whole bunch of Walt Disney books and oh cool yeah and um, I literally just copied because you know you got to copy initially to learn masters yeah Yeah. exactly And, and again, I tried to break down. So when I looked at a drawing, I thought to myself, okay, so what about that is making it amazing, you know? Um, and I tried to break down and understand, what, you know, why it was so good and all that kind of thing. So that also helped me understand how to apply those things in my drawing. And it's, again, just practice, practice, practice. Um, yeah, so it was quite a bit of a journey to get to where I am now. But, um, you know, once you nail a particular thing, um, object, should I say, so say you decide, I want to learn how to draw bears properly. Like I want to be able to draw a bear dancing. I want to be able to draw a bear, I don't know, flying or whatever. Um, so once you really concentrate on that for a certain period of time, it's it's there in your mind. It's like it's like riding a bicycle. It's a it's now muscle memory. You've gone to the trouble of really learning that, and you'll sh- you should be able to then draw bears forever, you know, without reference. So yeah, it's definitely worth the trouble um, because it, it does pay off. It it speeds up your work process so much more as well. Yeah, yeah, and I love that you went um, to the foundation. Oh, yes. Because it's something that I think a lot of new artists want to skip. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they say, I just want to go straight to the art. I just want to go straight to the making and the yes. cool things. But it's that, that concept of, you know, I should learn how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. When I do and I learn how all the different forms work together and yeah. know, I should be able to draw a bear anywhere doing anything. Exactly. Yeah. It just and, it saves you hours of time. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And, and you're so right there with, with people wanting to kind of shortcut that. Um, I, I mean, I get it. And it's okay to, like, <laughs> do the fun stuff, you know, go straight into, like, hey, I just want to be able to, you know, do that. That's great. But then on the side, at least continuously um, be a student, you know, constantly learn and constantly, you know, improve your skills because all, all those little things that you spend time on, they kind of add to your memory bank and your muscle memory and your brain memory and your whatever memory. Um, they kind of like all add up. So every time you sit down to draw, it'll get quicker and easier. And yeah, just it's the process becomes less stressful. I'd love to hear about your process from like getting an idea mm-hmm. to sketching. Yeah. Could you tell us what that looks like? Um, yeah, so... If I'm stuck and I don't have a clear idea at all, um, I generally do like a quick Pinterest look, but I'm quite strict with that because you can also get sucked down a rabbit hole and spend three hours. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, so it's almost like the best way to describe it, I guess, I'm kind of like giving my brain a little side view (laughs) of something um, Mm because I don't want to study it too much. Because there's a couple of things that could go wrong. One, as I said, you could spend too long, uh, waste time. Two, you could end up copying something inadvertently, even though you don't mm-hmm. really want to, but you kind of, you know, you can accidentally. Um, and three, you want to always develop your own style as much as possible. So, um, yeah, I literally do like a five, maybe max ten minute, like quick scroll through, like cute things that that like get me excited. Um, so say I want to draw a, a cute animal character, you know, obviously I've got a couple of boards that, that have a whole bunch of, you know, lovely things that I've collected. And it's just literally um, kind of priming my brain to get into that mode. And then I will, then I'll decide, am I doing procreate or am I doing pencil and paper? Um, and then li- literally just start roughly sketching. And then as I'm sketching, I decide, like the direction that I want to take it in terms of, of color. Do I want to go watercolor? Do I want to go um, more sort of vector, um, you know, vector drawing and so on. So that kind of develops as I'm working. And then I basically take it through to the final process and then I'm done. But if I have a specific project in mind that, for example, if I'm working on a product that I want to sell, then obviously I have to be very aware of um, whether I'm vectorizing it or whether it's just going to be watercolor, you know. So then I would definitely have a clearer idea of how I'm going to apply um, color to that particular illustration for sure. Very cool. Yeah, I love hearing people's processes. Yeah, they're always so different and weird sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, for- I forgot yeah. to add that I have to have a cup of coffee. <laughs> People have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> music on, coffee, and then yeah, I can begin. Gotta set the vibe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's really cool. What things that you did you encounter when you started that weren't like easy, or you overcame later that you wish you could tell yourself like advice about now? Definitely, which we've chatted about already, is that spend more time practicing. Like, I really wish I knew that, like, properly. Um, Because it really, really does fast track a lot of stuff um, if you do spend time on on the foundation. It really, really makes a big impact. Um, 
Yeah, what else? To stop freaking out about small stuff because it just, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it all gets sorted out and it really is not a big deal. Um, you know, it's pointless freaking out about things that, A, you can't control and, you know, you think it's like the end of the world and it's not. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just get, just put your head down and, and, and get on with it. Um and then I wish I had my own, I, I started my own website shop much sooner. I wish I did that mm. sooner. Um, yeah. And another thing that, that I kind of sort of almost fell into the trap of, but quickly learned not to, um, that most people fall into the trap of. So they fret over the detail of things and they think they have to be perfect before they actually get get it out there right so um Mm -hmm. i was like that in the beginning with 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 my website i spent way too long like thinking about it's got to be like this and it doesn't look right and 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 you always think that it has to be the final thing before you can hit that publish button but it really really doesn't i mean we can change you can evolve you can adjust you can edit you can grow in fact you will um so just get it out there you know and and just yeah, you will fix it as you as you, and you'll learn as you grow as well. That's the other thing. That's great advice. Yeah, yeah, that really is great advice because a lot of people, designers, will I guess reach out to me through social media or my website or something, mm. and they'll say, you know, how do I know when I'm ready? Oh, you're ready already. <laughs> <laughs> you are already ready. <laughs> For sure, it's like. Yeah. Are you? Are you ever? Mm. I mean, the answer is either yes or no. Mm. And if you're going to be ready later, you could just be ready now. Absolutely. And just go for it. Yeah. And then my brother, he's in marketing and he said, because I'm trying to launch like a, a company right now that does products. And he was like, just launch it. He's like, whatever you have, whatever you're doing, launch it. Yeah. Put it out there. Because any feedback you get is the feedback you want. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. You either win or you just get more information. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other thing and is to like, oh. remember is like we, those growing pains are inevitable. No matter how ready mm-hmm. you think you are, you're not. They are always going to be like that initial phase of you suck. Okay, so you may as well mm-hmm. you may as well get it over and done with as soon as possible. Fail quickly. Yes. yes. Get it over and done with, and you can only grow from there. And and the nice thing to remember is that if you start today, that means tomorrow you've already got day one out of your way. You know, and if you keep kind yeah. of putting that off, you still haven't got to day one yet. You know, so yeah, definitely just do it, and you can change, you can edit, you can fix, you can yeah, it's not set in stone. I love yeah, that. I you love can that. learn so much faster once you start yeah. taking action. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. It reminds me of that quote, too. It's um, day one or one day. Yes. Like, mm, yes. You have to I love that. Choice. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And there's absolutely no point in overthinking it because it's not going to change. It's just, yeah, just do it. Yeah. I love that. Go for That's it. Perfect. That's so good. <laughs> okay, what does an average day look like for you then? So, um, pretty much seven days a week, which I know is not very healthy. Um, I will, 
I will work every single day at some point of the day. Um, yeah, I wake up, have breakfast with, you know, with Cliff and my animals, take my dog for a walk, come into the studio and I will do a quick drawing, whether it's for an actual project or just a, you know, an exercise or whatever. Um, and then I will either then start working on the actual project that I'm working on. So for example, if I'm developing uh, Procreate brushes, then I will set like probably two, three hours on that. And then, um, yeah, lunch as we all have to have lunch. Um, but I, I generally, I generally probably work too much. Um, and then I would come back and again, do a little bit of, uh, you know, product development or work on my website, or maybe it's a tutorial that I'm going to start or, you know, then I start, you know, working on the things that are separate to the products that I, I create. So it's all the businessy stuff and the website stuff. And then at about, three o'clock I will start answering customer emails and um, you know looking to see if my assistant has anything that she wants me to look at and then at about four o'clock not all days because Instagram you know kind of I, I do maybe two three posts a week on Instagram I might do a post on Instagram and then I'll answer Instagram stuff and things like that and then at about 5 30 I'll be done and then have a drink with my boyfriend, and then dinner, that's it. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. That's like the dream, right? Is to have a, a studio and a work schedule. And yeah. You just get to do what you love and all assistant. day. And assistant. And assistant, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does your assistant do mostly like emails? Yeah, she does. Like um, she admin. does emails for me and she does, she actually runs my Etsy shop pretty much. I don't really. Cool. Yeah, I don't have any um much to do with that so she does all the customer stuff for that and she also does all the listing posting and she creates the kind of preview images and things like that so yeah she's brilliant for that and then if there's any project that I'm working on that I need additional stuff she helps me with that and the nice thing is she will do all the yucky things like um, etching out stuff in Photoshop and, you know, all the things you don't oh, want to do. Nice. Yeah, so um, she's she's amazing. She's brilliant. Um, yeah. That's so, so great. Your business then, is it is it you and your assistant or do you have like a team? No, no, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just me. And then I have her that helps me a couple of hours a week, basically. Well, I would say on average, you to give you an idea, she probably does two hours of work for me a day. So, yeah, that kind of gives you an idea. But it's just me. One solo woman trying to do way too much. <laughs> <laughs> way too much. Isn't that the story of, like, every, like, entrepreneur? That's ridiculous. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> to do too much. Yeah. yeah that, that's it. That sums it all up. Yeah. <laughs> What is your favorite part about all of this then? Do you have a favorite part? Oh, um, gosh, there's so many. Like, I, uh, obviously the creating part is, it's like, it's magical. It's unbelievable that we get to do this for a living. Mm -hmm. I still sometimes think, like, I can't believe it. Like, I pinch myself. Like, I really cannot believe that I'm being paid uh, to do this. <laughs> um, so that is amazing and the incredible feedback that I get from customers about like when they've, when they've done something that, um, you know, that, that stuff, you know, something that I did in the class that helped them or a product I created that helped them. And then they send me these like beautiful notes. That is incredible. Um, 
always feel so humbled and you know, makes all that hard work worthwhile. So that's yeah. really cool. Um, and then, of course, like meeting, I would never, ever meet people like you. Like, it's incredible how the world has gotten so small. And and don't you find our community is just, I'm sure every community says this, but the creative community seems to be like the most amazing bunch of people. It's like really, we're so nice, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I every just, interview we've had, yeah. we're like... I love them. Yeah. It's just, I, I just get the sense. I mean, obviously, you'll always get your little gremlins running around, but um, <laughs> I just get the sense that everybody's so keen to help each other. And I think yeah. that's amazing. I think it's wonderful. It is so yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. The design community is definitely one of the most, I guess, honest. Yes. Oh, yes. And um, multi talented. Yeah. But we're always trying new things. Mm. And, you know, yeah. it's that um, always trying to be an amateur, always needing to humble yourself to admit, I don't know what I'm doing, yeah. but I don't really want to try it anyways. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. being able to knock yourself down a few pegs, it mm. really creates this environment of camaraderie. Yes. And, you know. We're in this together. I don't actually know what I'm doing, but I'm here to, I'll, I'll share. Sure. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. share. I'll help you out. Yeah. And nobody feels like they know what they're doing. Oh, trust which me. Which is crazy. Nobody. I <laughs> promise you. I mean, the people that I used to look up to that, that are now, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to chat to, like through whatever, whether it's my podcast that we do or whatever. I just cannot believe like we're all in the same boat. We literally all feel like we don't know what the hell we're doing we are clearly yeah. like how is this actually happening you know but it's true yeah we we really don't know what we're doing but we get there we get there and yeah. we really do what we really do know what we're doing yeah like they i mean we look just, we yeah, yeah i mean there's a part of us obviously we work hard and all we do something yes <laughs> <laughs> but the complicated stuff that gets thrown at you yeah it's like a curveball every day so i think fun. you kind of forget what we do know because we're just used to knowing it yeah that's why it's Second good to nature. look back on like old sketchbooks or your yes. old portfolio and you're like oh i have improved i've learned so much yeah yeah it's true you forget that mm. Yeah, isn't there? There's a quote too. I'm just like full of quotes today. <laughs> you always have the says, best quotes. Um, you don't know what you don't know until you don't but know. It isn't until you start learning that you realize how much you don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, the more you know, the more you know you don't know. And so, um, you know, even with programs like Procreate or Illustrator mm. or you know any of these programs that you use frequently. Like, do you remember when you first opened those programs? Oh, goodness. The overwhelm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you think about how much you know in that aspect and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, I actually might know what I'm doing. Okay, cool. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> now it's second nature. You don't mm-hmm. even think. Mm-mm. You just use it. Yeah. So true. Everyone starts as a beginner and no one knows what they're doing. Yep. You just keep going. Absolutely. <laughs> Eventually, you'll kind of get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you ever get into like a situation where you have a project, you're going through, you know, trying to create a new product, and you are stuck? Like, oh yeah, it's just not working out. Mm. Uh, what do you do when that happens, and how do you stay motivated? Um, 
I kind of figure out again the the sort of mad scientist in me kind of always tries to figure out why I'm stuck. Um, and nine times out of ten, it's because I'm trying to fit myself into something that's not quite me. And what I mean by that is sometimes I will feel pressurized into creating items that are on trend, but that don't necessarily suit me. So, um, and, and when you do that, it's like you're kind of forcing something out of you and, and it, it will be labored and it will be, it, it'll kind of make you feel icky. Um, so I, then I, I kind of take a step back and go, hang on a minute. I always kind of think of what are your strengths? What are you good at? Okay, so you're good at this, you're good at that, you're good at this, you're not good at this, you're not good at that, whatever. And then I think, uh, okay, so if we take what you're good at, what can you put a spin on, um, you know, to make it unique? So it, it really is a process for me, it's a process, like almost like a scientific process in a way where I, I work it out, um, I kind of work through it. And in doing that, it gives me those aha moments. And I go, oh, okay, how about this? Let's try that. Um and even though I know this is good advice, I very seldom follow it. I don't walk away from my my computer or my desk. And I know you should um, to kind of change scenery. And I've heard that that is really helpful, <laughs> but I don't do it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what you're supposed to be doing, but I don't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of just kind of work out why it is that I'm stuck. And then it's like a process of elimination, I guess. Yeah. So I have a question. Mm. I get stuck in these thought loops Mm. when I'm drawing of, I'm trying to find, I'm currently trying to find my style Mm -hmm. and I'll get stuck in this loop of, is this, does it feel icky because it's hard and I'm feeling just resistance because I'm new to this and I'm learning or is it just it does it just not suit me does that make sense total sense because I I don't know if I'm just being hard on myself Mm -hmm. like no push through work harder or if it's just not me yeah and I need to move on I need to move on yeah that's a tricky one because I guess you are going to be the only one who really knows the tipping point of that. Okay, so I've got to to, to address the first part. You will, you sitting down and feeling slightly uncomfortable when you draw is a good sign because it means that you're pushing yourself into areas that you're not used to. And that's how we improve, right? Um, Yeah. When I sit down and I draw people doing unusual positions, I know it's going to be difficult. It's going to be, oh, man, this sucks. I suck. This sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, but I know I have to push through that because I want to improve. Um, but as I said, you're going to have to be able to know the tipping point between that uh, feeling that is healthy and progress, you know, about your skills or when yeah. you are trying to do something that really isn't you. Um, you know, you could possibly... I mean, I don't know if it's a particular subject matter that you feel that way or a particular technique, but if it's either of them, what I would do is I'd do it a few times and see how you feel. And if it, that feeling just continues to stay there, then it probably isn't for you. Um, 
But if it's yeah. a case of it gets easier every time and you see improvement, um, then and then I would say I would definitely pursue it a bit more. Yeah, it's yeah. tricky though. Right? That's. I also have an issue with patience. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm, me too. Don't worry. I want to like get better like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to be beautiful mm. every single time. Yeah. Oh no, forget that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, that sucks, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. That's great advice, though. I don't want to go over and like take over your oh, day. No, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but we just love talking to you. Thank you so much for talking to yes. us. Thank um, you so much. Yeah. Is there um, anything that you want to say? Like any more advice, or you want to yeah, say like, um, where we can find you online? Or well, you could. I mean, uh, if you visit my website, which is lisaglance dot com, all the stuff. <laughs> is there you know you'll find all my links to everything um but in terms of like if you're new to because i get a lot of emails of people who are new to illustrating or they they you know they're changing their career or they want to do surface pattern design and get you know licensing um they kind of all have that same um undertone to the emails in terms of they get frustrated they wish they were further down the track um they feel like they're not good enough all those kind of things uh i get it because i mean i was the same um you've got to try and focus on the fact that one day i mean you are at your learning beginning phase of your journey and one day you are going to be out of that learning phase and you're going to be better and things will start shifting where the the world or the universe or whatever you want to call it starts to kind of uh, weed out the non-serious people um, is those that, that kind of fail at that beginning stage. And what I mean by fail, I mean they give up. And um, if you give up at that stage, you, you're not going to push through and then get the, the reward at the end, which is an amazing life, living, you know, doing something you love and it is difficult. So if you can push through those beginning phases and those uncomfortable feelings and those feelings of inadequacy and comparing and all those things, um, if you can get past that, I promise you the rewards are worth it. So stick it out. Be kind to yourself. Don't look at anybody else's work. They were all crap at some point in their career. So, you know, you can't compare yourself. Um, just keep going and I promise you it gets better and you'll be better and yeah it'll work out i love that thank you so much pleasure thank you so much lisa you guys after re-listening to that episode i had the strongest desire to just draw and practice and i felt so validated in my struggles and hopeful in finding my style lisa is so great and we are so happy she could come on this week's review is from sl jensen 93 And it says, this is such a fun podcast. These girls are the cutest and the information is so thorough and the advice is amazing. Even just the intro episode was so inspiring and helpful. As a woman designer myself, I am grateful for these girls creating a community of love and unity. I am so excited to hear more of the episodes coming out. (gasps) Thank you so much. This makes me so happy because... This is the goal, creating a community of love and unity and 
being there for each other, lifting each other up and inspiring each other. And let's be honest, I'm just here to make friends. (laughs) So I'm happy you're getting that message. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, leave us a review, please. Please leave us a review or share on Instagram. Take a little screenshot of you listening. It would help us so very much. We love you guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. We hope you feel uplifted, inspired, and encouraged to go for it. To stay up to date on all things Design Beat, you can visit us at designbeatpodcast.com and join our mailing list there. You can also follow us on Instagram at designbeatpodcast. See you there.